The science is controlling me to listen to WMNF Tampa. The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Good morning to you, my eminent listeners to the Healthy Steps Radio Hour here with Dr. Fred Harvey. Yes, you. You, my dear friend, whom I can always trust to keep your radio tuned to WMNF Tampa, our Monday oasis in the airwaves and the only station that they stream in the fourth tower of Inverness. And you can stream us as well at WMNF.org. Well, let me tell you, it is fantastic to be back with you after having been gone for nearly a month on a COVID holiday. It's sort of like an amazing vacation that I could take without even having to leave the house. And while I was away, because of the hard work and dedication of the WMNF IT team and web designers, I didn't have to miss any of the shows. And you, too, can check out any of the prior Dr. Harvey shows by going to the WMNF.org website and burrowing into the archives link on the Healthy Steps page. I'm jazzed up to be back here and plop right down in front of another pop quiz edition of the Ask Me Anything Monday. And you know that it is your opportunity for elucidation is at your fingertips. If you have any medical questions or concerns, please give us a call at 813-239-9663. Irene would love to put you in the queue. And you can also send an email to dj at wmf.org or text us at 813-433-0885. But before I wrap up this jolly introduction to the Healthy Step show, I want to take a quick moment to thank Irene and DJ Spaceship for the incredible yeoman service that they always do to make the Monday shows run as smoothly as fine Waterford crystal glass. Thank you, Irene, and thank you, DJ Spaceship. And a long overdue hello to you, Dr. Harvey. You have a special episode of Ask Me Anything for us today, one focusing on fragrance pollution, all those unwelcomed aromas that seem to assault us from all sides, all day. I'm sure that I'm not alone when I sometimes just want to shout the bastardized Frank Zappa line, for the love of Pete's sake, that puts a hurt on my nose. So what thoughts have you conjured up for us today, Dr. Fred? Take it away. Well, thank you, Bill, and welcome back. I'm so glad that you made it through that COVID event like the rest of us have. Uh, what so a, did I. <laughs> yes, seriously, what a couple of years it's been <clears throat> and ongoing. So, uh, yes, again, welcome back, and uh, thanks for that lovely intro. Once again, we're talking about problems. Not that we don't have a few of them, but. This is the one that's really subtle <clears throat> and um, not, and then not so subtle. Um, I don't know if any of you have recently walked through one of the perfume areas at any of the local uh, department stores, but it's quite an event. Um, should you have any immune problems, asthma, allergies, or any other issues like mast cell activation disease, you actually might be affected severely by walking through a polluted, toxic, environment like those areas. Um, what I mentioned last week that on my morning walks, I'm quite often assaulted by an array of horrendous fragrances coming out of people's 
uh, uh, dryer vents, uh, where they, they vent that toxic swill effluvium into the atmosphere so that other people can enjoy the secret chemicals that are hidden in our uh, cosmetic and other products. You know, as as we all know, our government is owned by corporations. It used to be a government of the people, but they decided that corporations are people. So they've taken the people's rights away and given them to these moneyed things that have so much money that they speak with dollars and we are unable to. And so the uh, Financial Drug Administration, the one that uh, administrates uh, the additives in foods and cosmetics and drugs, um, their finances are really plush because they've been paid by pharma and in industry to keep quiet. Um, I have evidence for that. This is not just an opinion. Um, the, re- the evidence is that in the EU, they have at least 1,100 to 1,800 banned substances that are not allowed to be in cosmetics or be used as fragrances. And in America, it's a whopping 11. The FDA has not assessed the safety of the vast majority of the secret chemicals used in spray on products such as fragrances. You know, the fragrance secrecy is legal due to a very effective lobbying that happened in about 1972-3 when the Congress passed the Federal Fair Packaging and Labeling Act of 1973 and it requires companies to list cosmetic agreement ingredients on the labels, but explicitly exempts fragrance because these are proprietary formulas. Of course, they're proprietary formulas because this is how you keep the specific scent specific to your Chanel Number no. Five or Coco or or Britney Spears Stinkum or somebody else's poison. I love that one. They call it poison. Uh, that was, I think, Elizabeth Taylor. She advertised for that one. It was perfectly and appropriately labeled. Poison is exactly what it is. Um, the cosmetic industry has been able to keep the public in the dark about these fragrance ingredients, even even the ones that present potential health risks or build up in people's bodies. I find this ridiculous. Why is it that we are allowed to be secretly poisoned for profit? Most Americans are really unaware that they are absorbing many untested and unsafe chemicals. You know, uh, a senator from uh, Connecticut tried to get a a law passed in his state. It's going to be really difficult. I don't think he actually succeeded. Uh, I haven't been able to follow up on it, but his comment was generally the EU has got it right. In the U.S., we have a strong uh, favoritism towards companies and manufacturers. That's an understatement, I would say, uh, to the extent that public health and the environment is being harmed. The pendulum is swung in an extreme way, and it's really going to take a general awakening by the public to bring it back. Um, it's just a, 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 an unfathomable issue. It's, I, I can't believe that we have to put up with this, but things that are banned in the, in, in, in the EU – that make total sense. Formaldehyde. You're not allowed to put formaldehyde in European cosmetics. Why? Well, it's a known carcinogen, but uh, it's allowed to be in United States cosmetics. Paraformaldehyde. Well, <laughs> basically the same thing, right? Methylene glycol. Methylene glycol is simply a precursor to formaldehyde. Once it goes through the liver, it turns into formaldehyde. So there's three chemicals that you can absorb from American cosmetics that cause cancer. 
a quaternium 15. I remember seeing that. I used to read all the labels when I was a kid. I remember seeing quaternium 15 for years. It's not there anymore because why? It releases formaldehyde. Many cosmetics are made for the European market that show up in America. You know, L'Oreal is a French company. So if you buy L'Oreal shampoo, it's likely not to have these things in it because they want to sell it in Europe. They're smart. You're not allowed to have mercury in these products. You're not allowed to have dibutyl phthalates, diethylhexyl phthalates. They disrupt hormones and damage the reproductive system. Isobutyl and isopropyl parabens disrupt hormones and harm the reproductive system. Um, M and O phenylene diamine. I know these are big words, but I just I want to read them off because these are chemicals that should never be in our bodies, let alone our cosmetics, because we absorb it right through our skin. So these phenylthiamines damage the DNA and can cause cancer. They've all been banned by the EU and many other nations, but not here. Dibutyl phthalate and diethylhexyl phthalate, um, those are <clears throat> included in fragrance, and so they never have to be mentioned. And so dibutyl phthalate is an endocrine disruptor and a development tox developmental toxicant. In other words, it can actually cause uh, male reproductive system damage. I wonder why. I wonder if that's why sperm counts and testosterone levels are, are down in men. It can cause early puberty in boys and other changes in the reproductive system. Diethyl hethyl, yeah, hexyl phthalate harms the reproductive system and can affect the developing fetus and is possibly carcinogenic. Why are these things allowed to be put into our bodies? Why does the Financial Drug Administration allow this to happen? And um, another one that's really, um, for me, um, uh, serious is the long-chain poly and perfluoroalkyl substances, PFAS. These are the ones that are called um, the forever chemicals. These are the chemicals that we would like to keep out of our bodies forever, but we can't because they're forever. They never break down. Um, the um, International Flavors and Fragrance Board, um, another group that does regulation we should pay attention to. Um, so actually... <laughs> We have a problem. The problem is that our environment continues to be polluted and our government allows it to happen. And our government promotes it because it supports these corporations in their perfidy. So I just wanna remind everyone that I'm here to talk to you about all kinds of stuff today, but I'd like to keep the topic towards um, these artificial substances that are polluting our environments and killing us all the time. I just want to remind us that we are on the Healthy Step Show, WMNF.org, 88.5 FM, Tampa. And indeed we are, and today our topic is those unwanted fragrances. And you're encouraged to give us a call by dialing 813-239-9663. Irene came on in on his Labor Day holiday especially to answer the phones for y'all. You can also continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org or text us at 
888-528-0885. We're going to go a little off topic here and go to Mike. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. How are you? Hey, Mike, I'm well. How about you? I'm well, too, and I'm out walking, and the breeze is beautiful today. It's beautiful, yes. <clears throat> Getting your healthy steps in. Exactly. Getting those healthy steps in. That's important. No, my subject was uh, diverticulitis. Uh, my wife especially has had uh, tremendous problems, and uh, actually my ex-wife also. And my wife's working out of it. She's found that you know she has to avoid things that have seeds in them and various things. But I'm looking for what you think is some really good dietary, and is there also, to keep on your topic, uh, foods that you would absolutely avoid that have some uh, substances in a much call that are uh, not cohesive. She did have really good uh, relief from uh, L-glutamate, the amino acid, and uh, that settled things down. And so now she can eat at a fairly regular pace, but just has to watch mostly volume what she eats, but, you know, avoid things that are super rough and fibrous. Yeah, so diverticulitis and diverticulosis um, related uh, in that diverticulosis is um, when you have little outpouchings on the side of your colon, and sometimes these get inflamed. Um, it's been my clinical um, uh, finding that people usually have a flare-up of pain in those areas when they have a disruption in their diet. And most definitely, dairy fat will induce a change in the microbiome that can be pro-inflammatory. Um, so dairy is something you might want to avoid. Also, pasteurized dairy is uh, rather uh, immune-stimulating, and so uh, avoiding you know, any pasteurized dairy would be a good thing. So dairy fat, pasteurized dairy, um, and gluten is another irritant. I'm sorry? Yeah, go ahead. So gluten and uh, dairy, especially pasteurized dairy, avoid yes. them. And then things that actually help are increasing fiber, both um, uh, soluble and insoluble. So lots of uh, good vegetables and um, uh, things like oatmeal and okra and jicama that have good soluble fiber in, uh, figs and um, uh, apricots, great sources of fiber. Um, these things can help keep the diverticulosis from developing, but once it's there, it can also help keep the colon healthier and moving more readily and keeping the microbiome in a good place. L-glutamine is a great healer for the gut, and a good probiotic would support good colon health as well. How's that help? Yeah. I think that, uh, that helps really well. Certainly, the uh, avoid dairy and pasteurized dairy. Is there any difference from goat's milk versus uh, cow's milk? Or, uh, you well, know, it's dairy, dairy fat. Dairy fat's the issue for a lot of people that have colon problems. So um, goats have fat and so do um, uh, sheep. But you might find that after it's calmed down, using one of those alternative dairies could be possible. Super. That's very helpful. Glad to help, man. Have a great day. Have a great week. And uh, happy Labor Day. Yeah, good to hear your voice again, Dr. Harvey. And glad you're... Uh... Back, back among all the uh, folk running around in the in the outside world. Glad to be. All right. Thank you, Mike, and best wishes to your wife. 
I've got Greg from Sarasota here on the line, and following that is Diane. But I'm going to encourage folks to keep jingling the lines and give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send your emails to dj at wmnf.org. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Dr. Harvey. Um, again, I'm sorry to stay off subject, but you started um, the show talking about uh, mentioning mast cell activation. Yes. And it's so hard to find anybody, even a doctor, that knows anything about this disease, disorder. Um, yes. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you mentioned going through, I'm just coming back from Home Depot, and I could barely drive my truck home. It's, it's, wow. It's, it's really got, distressing. Um, you got an event there at Home Depot? You got exposed? Got it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I had to pick up some pressure-treated wood, and I just, you know, it, it just really, uh, yes, yeah, it really affects me. Um, yeah, so just for, for people that are um, listening, that uh, mast cell activation is when your uh, cells that have histamine that cause all the uh, allergic-type symptoms uh, are overreactive, and you can get triggered by chemical exposures uh, just like Greg did when he went to Home Depot. So what have you got, Greg? So, um, and I also have hats, um, hereditary alpha which is mm-hmm. a, a mast cell kind of offshoot. Um, yes. And my big problem, as you probably know, is I can't find anybody that truly knows. You know, there's a lot of a lot of so-called doctors and, and health professionals that say they do know about it. I've even been up to Mayo in Rochester to their experts and and really didn't get any help other than they confirmed they did the test and confirmed all the mast cell stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering, and I don't know if you could say on the air, is there somebody in the Sarasota, even Tampa area, uh, I can't find an allergist that is particularly knowledgeable about this, and I can't find a um, an, an ENT. You know, that would be really important for me to find an ENT or a neurologist. Mm-hmm. No, you know, nobody knows anything about it. I wonder if the people you know <clears throat> yeah, a professional that I might talk to. Sure. Well, the people that deal with this the most are functional medicine doctors. I deal with mast cell activation all the time. Um, uh, I've uh, of, I've spoken with Dr. Lawrence Afrin, A-F-R-I-N, numerous times. He's written books on it, many pu- published many papers. <clears throat> He's a pioneer of it for at least 15 years. Um, there's a great book by a Dr. Neil Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N. He is uh, he wrote a book called Toxic, and he spends a lot of time on mast cell activation in there. So um, the, uh, the there are uh, lots of answers, but generally I've found that allergists um don't go deep enough but they do have um you know there's there's uh occasionally one will will be on the medical therapeutics end of it and have the person on three different antihistamines and the person is uh, uh has lots of reduced symptoms but they haven't gone deeper and looked into the other reasons for mast cell activation like mycotoxins uh heavy metals uh lyme disease uh chronic covid um and how about fragrances and here's another one that's very prevalent in our environment today and that is the use of essential oils 
Essential oils are filled with terpenes. Terpenes trigger mast cell activation. So people using lots of essential oils, even though they're organic and natural and beautiful terpenes, trigger mast cell activation. So we have to be careful with all fragrances. I'm most concerned with the poison ones, but you know, if you're around an environment where there was one instance of a woman with terrible mast cell activation who lived in a camphor forest, she actually had to move because the camphor terpenes caused her mast cell activation. Oh, oh. yeah. I mean, I never know what's going to trigger it. Um, right. So, so what you need to do is calm it down. Quercetin. Yeah. Quercetin, the antioxidant, 500 milligrams three times a day, is a really good baseline to help stabilize your mast cells. They they get happier. Okay, yeah, I've I've, I've tried it in the past, but I, I you know I, I I'm taking so many things, I got to just yes start one, see if that works. I realize that and start the other one. So I'll I'll, I'll go back again and and try quercetin. I, I most everything. Uh, um, I have negative reaction, including quercetin, has bothered me, but I need to do, you know, probably smaller doses. Well, well, when you're at that level, that may mean that you do have something underlying causing it, like mycotoxins. You you, you probably should get a workup. Um, we have a lot of information about this kind of stuff at functionalmedicineflorida.com if you want to look that up. And okay. uh, you could also check out those two doctors that I recommended. Okay, great. Yeah, real quickly, I mean, one problem is I've literally, you know, on a teacher's and, and carpenter's uh, salary, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars because I can't get anybody with insurance and now yes. Medicaid to cover this. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of stuck with the functional medical uh, community because it's so expensive. Right. So get that, get the book Toxic, get Dr. Afrin's book. I'm blanking on the, the name of it. Uh, it's like you can't fool Mother Nature or something like that, but it's not exactly it. Uh, oh, no, it's something about Occam's razor. Um, uh, but uh, you can't okay. fool Occam. Um, so look at those books, and, and they'll give you some really good tips on what to do foundationally. Great, great. Okay, yeah, foundation's where I need to start. It's amazing how yes. hard it is to get information, but you can but I really appreciate it. I'll start with that and, and work from there. Good luck, Greg. Have a great week. Thank you so much. Bye. Okie doke there. And, of course, thank you, Greg. I do have Diane and Chris on the line, but all you people who have taken today on off should be listening and giving us a call at 813-239-9663. Chime on in here at the Healthy Steps radio show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. I'm going to go to Diane now. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. Um, Hi there. I received a sample of skin product from, I don't want to say who gave it to me, but it's um, Skin Medica, a TNS recovery complex and a moisturizer and uh, all this stuff. And lo and behold, I'm, I researched it online and they had a class action lawsuit against this company in oh, 2023. Really? It causes it caused cancerous tumors, rashes, all all of this. And they even won on appeal. And um, you, you're going to laugh. This is uh, it's a the mixture has stem cell serum in it uh, from foreskin. Can you believe as, that? As, as, got, uh, I can't believe it. I think that's just I think that's probably fraud. <laughs> 
<laughs> and um, but uh, it's it's a big product, Skin Medica, all over. And well, I'm uh, looking at it. Here, here's a resource everybody can use. Uh, it's called Skin Deep. It's the Environmental Working Group's um, uh, cosmetics site. And they evaluated something like 90,000 products. And Skin Medic is on there, and they give it a five, but they have uh, some of the uh, data, like one of the, some of the in ingredients is a red zone high, like eight for allergies and immunotoxicity. Um, fragrance, uh, FDNC blue number one or DNC blue number four, DNC yellow number 10, phenoxyethanol, PEG, caprylic acid. There's so many things in here that are poison. Um, fives to eights. Uh, on the list. So, yeah, Skin Medica doesn't appear to be a, a great product. And ewg.org, Skin Deep. And the funny thing is, they didn't even give a warning. You know, well, they no, they don't have to. It's amazing. <laughs> That's the Financial Drug Administration. They don't have to warn you. Uh, even if they want, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling to me. Yes, isn't it mind-boggling how our elected representatives that we pay to help us have sold us down the river lock, stock, uh -huh. and barrel? Both Dermat parties, they all make these Dermat freaking laws. Uh, dermatologists are recommending this. Well, they need education. Unfortunately, they get educated by drug reps who sell this crap. Yeah, They're getting well, lobbied too, just like our representatives are. I was there. I've been lobbied too by these people. I know what they do. <laughs> I happen okay. to read though. Reading is a, a fundamental. I, I remember that one from when I was a kid. Reading is fundamental, but it doesn't happen a lot. That's true. Um, so with Skin Deep, would this be the site you recommend? Yeah, Skin Deep has all kinds of great information there. I use it all the time. And they have actually EWG certified products or verified. There's 2,081 of them. Those are ones that are actually completely clean and okay for you. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Okay. Bye now. Have a great day. Okie dokie. And I've got um, Chris and Dan on the line here. Let's go to Chris. Good morning, Chris. Hi there. Can you hear me? Hi, Chris. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, well, thanks so much. Happy Labor Day. And uh, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to speak. I'm hoping I'll have a chance to make a little comment. And then I got a couple of specific questions for you. But uh, my, my comment is uh, there's this ongoing fraud going on today. There has been an industrial quack medical complex set up this country where you have these uh if, if you're an elderly person today in america you are constantly being targeted by these companies who are seeking to sell you uh snake oil in particular yes. i've noticed uh, as, as i'm getting older i've had to make inquiries you know on health issues so you go online and if you start doing searches on anything like for example i've had to, i've done searches on tinnitus I have problems with tinnitus. I have problems with my prostate, uh, problems with my teeth. Any medical problem you you research online, you're going to be immediately bombarded due to these algorithms they've developed with all these ads targeting you specifically, and a lot of them are outright frauds. And I've noticed in yeah. particular a number of them. Prostadine is one of them. Hey, uh, i gotta, they, I got to tell you something, though. Chris, here's an answer for your problem. And the um, uh, answer is that there are web browsers 
that actually don't allow that to happen. DuckDuckGo is one of them. If you do your searches on DuckDuckGo, they don't create algorithms to follow you. They don't they don't make cookies. And so um, you won't be targeted by these ads if you go on private search engines like that. Well, thank you very much for that. But nonetheless, I would like to, my comment is because they're targeting the elderly. And yeah, it's terrible. That happens all across the board. So every so and, and But you can see them uh, another way is, they have a common technique they employ. They get these phony doctors and lab coats saying, we've done all these studies, and they, they have a thing, and it's you'll see a recurring thing with this, this buy goods company out of Delaware, and they structure you know, there are, uh, Chris, there are a lot of them, and they all do this stuff, and your message is, is real. I understand it, but how does this relate to the fragrance issue and the FDA? Okay, well, you, you were discussing earlier diverticulosis and diverticulitis. And, and okay. I, I, so to get to my particular uh, complaint, uh, you know, I was diagnosed over 20 years ago with, with IBS. And, you know, I, it's just been. And that's not really a diagnosis, by the way. Right. Well, it's, God knows what it is. But recently I've been in a treatment of, of uh, a gastro. And they they they've uh, suggested I use this uh, fiber therapy like psyllium fiber, Metamucil, Pyrolax, yes. Miralax. I got this Pyrolax product, polyethylene glycol, and I'm just like, yes. wondering, is this that's antifreeze? They call too. Is this stuff good at all? No, it works, but it's not safe for you. And Which so one? that's another one of those chemicals you don't want to have in your body. We should Can do other things to get the bowels moving. Talk about this a bit, please. especially the Pyrolax, the polyethylene glycol, the psyllium husk. Well, so psyllium husk is fine. Psyllium husk is simply a mix of soluble and insoluble fiber. That's a, and you can get it organically. And so organic psyllium husk is a safe and wonderful fiber. But uh, polyethylene glycol is basically antifreeze. Um, you use an antifreeze to, to, get your, <laughs> to get your gut to move on. And it's actually a petrochem derivative. It's nothing you want in your body. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I can't believe doctors are actually recommending people to use this stuff. It's, just, it's pretty outrageous. And, uh, yeah, and I, I'm sorry if I got off subject a little bit, because yeah, it is a fascinating subject. You're talking about all these uh, fragrances with their harmful. Yes. But yeah, you, you got back on you got back on it, though, with another chemical that should not be actually ingested. So very good, Chris. <laughs> um, what else do you have for us? Anything? Uh, well, about I, the, uh, I highly recommend everybody check out this this uh, documentary docudrama they did on on the Sacklers, the painkiller. They talk about how they how they set up the modern pharmaceutical. Uh, yes, this is, that's a well known story, and everybody should be doing it. But it's again nothing related to our current topic, except the FDA has been bought off in a lot of ways. So thank you, uh, Chris. Have a great day. Likewise, thank you. Sorry. No problem. Okay. Always good to have Chris. I've got um, Dan and then Kathy. Good morning to you, Dan. Uh, hello, folks. Uh, good to listening to your program again. Uh, doctor. Um, um, I have, I'm a 75-year-old man, will be in November. Um, I have been fortunate enough and grateful for the fact that I have spent my entire life with um, almost no noteworthy health problem at all. Um, 
still a working man, still putting in physical labor, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm currently at this moment taking no medications whatsoever. Um, my question is, is uh, over, I had an incident, an episode about uh, two months ago, three months ago perhaps, that left me unconscious for about 20 minutes, uh, only to awaken uh, struggling to answer the questions of the staff in the back of an ambulance. Um, to cut to the chase here, um, a couple months later, I have finally gotten a diagnosis, and the diagnosis is super, superventricular um, trachycardia. Yes. And um, I have my doctor, who I have a good deal of confidence in. She's a very good listener, uh, is not hostile to my uh, many, many questions. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she had recently, uh, with the last visit I went in, she gave me this diagnosis. Um, it was predicated in part, I'm sure, on um, a heart monitor that they had me on for about 10 days. Yes. Uh, to give you some perspective, it had little for me without explanation, but when I asked her to give me an idea of the results, she read the numbers and I said, give me some perspective. Mm which she did, and apparently, uh, I don't know exactly what this means, you will, I'm sure. She said that I, the heart monitor registered about 60 episodes in that 10-day period. So my next question, okay. of course, well, give me some perspective. Is that a lot or is that little? Her response... Um, well, you have, a, you have a, um, a, an arrhythmia that causes you to pass out. Um, SVT, superventricular tachycardia, is not a severe, serious, life-threatening arrhythmia usually. Um, <clears throat> it can be if it has a specific phenomenon called a reentry phenomenon that makes it go on forever. Yours apparently doesn't. You have recurrent episodes. Something is causing your sympathetic nervous system to be excessively driven and your parasympathetic nervous system to be underdriven. Um, I believe you have a dysautonomia that's an imbalance between your two sides the the exciting sympathetic side and the calming parasympathetic side of the nervous system some work on that could be useful um things that cause that kind of stuff to happen are toxins and trauma um sleep apnea um and many other things can be involved there but um i think a uh, an, an approach where you actually work on your nervous system may actually reduce the amount of SVT episodes that you're experiencing. I see. Well, her response, uh, as one has come to expect, was to uh, suggest or inform me of the medication that is generally prescribed for this condition. And it's uh, cardavitolol, I guess it is, it's called. Yeah, so it's called a beta blocker. It's a beta uh, yeah, adrenergic beta. blocker. In yeah. other words, it blocks the sympathetic nervous system. Yes, in some fashion that I don't yet understand, and I would like to. Uh, so, well, to cut to the chase, I have yet to start myself on that medication. I, as I do, I inquired to her, "Can you give me some information so I can understand this uh, condition and understand this?" prescription to know what its, act, its action is in the body, what it's intended to do, so that if I do take it, I will know how to stay out of the way, you know, I can adjust my diet, etc., whatever is necessary. Um, she gave me printouts, apparently, that are uh, the same printouts that a um, certified medical doctor would get, 
I found myself having to look up medical terms virtually every single sentence. <laughs> so yes. I decided that I would try to call you. Actually, I called your office for what it's worth, and I think I might follow through on becoming a patient as the season slows down and I can commit myself to your requirements. But my dilemma right now is would I be, uh, would I be best to I've had only three of these incidences in my life spread over probably a six-year period. The pre- but you've had sixty. But you've had sixty of them in in the time that you wore that monitor. They just weren't symptomatically noticed. So right. you have well, an ongoing well, significant to clarify, issue. To clarify, yes, I understand. To clarify, I have had two symptomatically recognizable incidents. Neither of them landed, ended me in the hospital. One of them really, I just felt woozy and sat down and waited it out, and it was fine. Um, yeah. So Dan, but I think um, compared, I don't. So I don't know what. So I think that I think the answer the answer you need is really uh, found in a in a consult with somebody who understands the dysautonomia you're experiencing. Somebody like a functional medicine doctor to deal with this because. Um, if you have symptoms from it, if you pass out from it, a beta blocker, like she's prescribed, is an appropriate medication. But you may be able to actually divert the situation working from the inside out, but you still may want to control symptoms in the meantime. That's a choice you're going to have to make. I hope that's good for you, Dan, because I have a full board of callers. Okay, so you're recommending perhaps I should, uh, there's no compelling reason why I shouldn't follow through. If, if I, it can be dropped later on, if I, and There's no compelling reason for you to not do the medication if you have symptoms. Okay. All right. All right. Have a great day and good luck with that. Be glad to see you in the office. <laughs> and in any event, looking forward to seeing you. Yes. Thank you, Dan. And a full board is an understatement. I've got Kathy and Juanita and Lynn and Patrick. And let's go to Kathy. She's been waiting patiently. Good morning, Kathy. Hello, Kathy. Well, I'm going to put her back on hold and we'll go to Juanita. She's been holding equally patiently. Good morning, Juanita. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Um, my question is, um, since it's, I did not realize there was so much toxic uh, scent out there for your laundry and for better, better word, like better perfumes, like I buy more expensive colognes. Yes, they have the more expensive poisons in them. Oh, is that it? Like I buy like Versace. I you know, obviously I'm not. Yeah, I don't buy. Yeah, when you look at when you look at the word small bottles of things like that, but that is toxic too. Yeah. Well, when you read the word fragrance, that can contain 1,300 poisonous materials that they don't have to tell you about. Wow, that is yeah godly. Yeah, it oh, is. This is this is our. I, I'm assuming that would be for your pet also. Of course. Oh, that is so awful. Anything that says fragrance is likely to be toxic because they don't have to tell you what the heck it is. You know, it could well, be uh, anything except for maybe formaldehyde. <laughs> wow. So is there, is there like, if, can you recommend like maybe a, a website or a we'll yes. purchase things that skin are Skin deep. Google skin deep. Skin Deep is the Environmental Working Group's cosmetics website. They have 2,000 plus certified clean products. They're called oh, EWG indeed. verified products. All right. Well, that answers a lot. That, because yeah. I find myself having headaches um, 
Yes. Really bad. I'm, I'm, I'm 60 years old. I never had headaches like I'm getting now. And it, a lot of times it's be, me being around someone that has a strong fragrance on, like that Axe cologne. Yes, oh Axe is one of those toxic and, ones. Oh, I'll get 20 minutes later. I have got the worst headache. I was like, oh my God, yes. it hit me in my head. I can't imagine that these teens wear this stuff and actually function. Maybe that's one of the problems we have disruption in schools. <laughs> Maybe, because it affects me. I feel nauseous. I don't feel good after I work in the cleaning uh, business and I'll be in an elevator with somebody and I'm holding my breath. And then I feel well, yeah, and if you're in the if you're in the cleaning business, you need to go back to EWG and look up the products there that are safe because they have information on that too. Because you're cleaning products, like if you're using uh, Fabuloso, run away. Oh, <laughs> we, we don't use that because of that. It, that enhances people to have seizures, and if people have yes. asthma, it can also cause an asthma attack. So we do. They're horrible things. So natural oh, yeah. products only. Yes. Wow. Well, you just taught me so much. Thank you, Dr. Harvey. I love your program, and you have a great day. Thank you, Juanita. You too. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Juanita. And I'm going to give Kathy another shot. Good morning, Kathy. You there? Well, bless her heart. She at least called on in. I'm going to go to Lynn. Good morning, Lynn. How are you today? Uh, good. Um, I want to... Hi, Dr. Harvey. I want to Hello. make you aware that triath and triethanalamine is in a lot of um, shampoos, so I only use shampoo with tea tree oil and stuff like that, and also I use seventh generation laundry detergent because I can't be, you know, exposed to a lot of chemicals and stuff like that. Actually, none of us can. You're just more sensitive, so you noticed it. So I agree. Um, using the like seventh gen products, um, Myers Clean Day that just uses essential oil for fragrance. Yep. Even then, though, if you have mast cell activation, essential oils can trigger you. Oh, I know it. And and you know everybody says essential oils are natural and stuff like that, but uh, and they are any. No, any fragrance, and I remember when I was young, and I'm 71 now, but, you know, mimeograph paper, um, yes. all the crap, ugh. and I used to love the smell of that stuff. I mean, really, you know, but now, because I, I'm, I'm a lot better than I was, because I'm off dairy and gluten and intermittent fasting, and I have a functional yes. medicine doctor here in Olympia. Um, Excellent. So, in Washington, so, you know, she put me on the intermittent fasting, and I'm even off legumes and uh, grains. Uh, too, because she said that the lectins were causing problems for me, so um, mm -hmm. the reactive protein and stuff. So luckily, I have somebody who you know cares about the holistic side of things. So, so much so, yes. Now, thank you for calling in from Washington State. Yep. Thank you so much. You're you're up early, my dear. Thank you. <laughs> <I am. laughs> bye bye. Have a lovely day. You too. Yep, we're still lit on up like a Taylor Swift stage. I've got LaToya, Carol, Christina, and Patrick. Let's go to Anonymous. Good morning. Hello there. Anybody on the line? All right, then we're going to go to Patrick. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Dr. Fred. Good morning, Patrick. Hey, I uh, have a question. I uh, value your opinion on things. You've uh, helped me through a few uh, few issues in the past. Uh, I have a ministry that takes me to the hospital about once a week, see sick people and minister to them. And I'm 
not concerned, but I have a question about the uh, uh, COVID, the new uh, vaccine. I've taken all of the recommended shots today. So I would uh, most uh, appreciate your opinion on COVID and the uh, new vac- vaccination or vaccine that they're developing. Well, um, the nature of the illness is that after you've had um, some injections, your likelihood of dying from COVID is reduced massively. Like there's not much of a chance that it could happen. That's the worst thing that can happen from COVID. It's also going to be likely that your severity of illness will be reduced having had previous shots. If you've had previous COVID, then you're even more protected. Are you, uh, were you uh, 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 infected or not? Uh, no, I've uh, escaped so, you've, so far. You've, you've dodged it so far. So um, <laughs> if you are in a risk group, um, that would be somebody who is obese, over 70, uh, has uh, diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, uh, autoimmune disease, a bunch of different cancer, uh, lung disease. You probably want to get another shot. Mm-hmm. But frankly, I think most people don't need to because we're looking at another iteration of the same virus. And most of the population has had the virus and most of the population has had shots. So most of the population is actually at very low risk for problems. Oh, so yeah. I'm not really concerned about a new iteration of COVID. I think it's a bit um, um, over the top to be worried about something that we know has already basically passed through society, has done its uh, uh, initial damage. And right. most of the society is now immune to it. Mm-hmm. Well, I fall into one of the categories, uh, uh, 75, so I'll, uh, I'll give it some consideration. And I do appreciate your advice and uh, your gift. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And uh, you are too. Keep up that ministry. I love it. Thank you. Blessing. All right. I'm going to try Anonymous one more time. Good morning, Anonymous. Hello there. Time come and gone. We're going to go to Christina in St. Pete. Good morning, Christina. Good morning, Dr. Hardy. Hi. Um, I, I, you had mentioned um, not only fragrance in, in cosmetics, but also um, uh, cleaning products, one of your callers just a few callers ago. And, and I yes. think you might have mentioned a website to find natural cleaning products where you can avoid these toxins. I think, did you say EWG? Yes, Environmental Working Group is an organization that deserves um, um, some donations because they do this amazing work to inform us of what our government neglects to. And EWG has been around for many years, and they've been working on this database comparing hundreds. And if you look at their website on how they do skin deep, they have hundreds of different places they go to glean toxic information and combine it then with the clinical information that's out there. So they look at toxic chemicals that are in the in the in the uh, uh, lists and then compare it to the results and then compare it to what's in the actual cosmetics. And they come up with this list. It's a really amazing work they do. It's so labor intensive because there's so many chemicals they have to look at. Yeah, well, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, I mean, I'm looking at a bottle of Myers all-purpose cleaner that a friend gave me. And even Myers, which touts itself as a an all-natural cleaner, I mean, fragrance is the third, <laughs> the third ingredient listed in the ingredients list. And then there's a host of other words that I can't pronounce that are obviously chemical in nature. So yes, indeed. Yeah. And the ones that tend not to, seventh generation just uses like 
thyme oil or something like that for its disinfecting and fragrance. And so there's there's some that are just very very clean. And and I I believe though I'm not don't don't quote me on it. The Myers may the fragrance there may simply be essential oil, but I'm not certain. And that's uh, a question. Right. Okay. Thank you so much. Yes, because I mopped the pine saw the other day, and I actually was getting anxiety from the fumes from the pine saw, and I'd never really noticed that before. And I said to myself, I, I can't, I just can't do this anymore. So um, yes. thank you so much for that tip. You're so welcome. Oh, wow. I just came up with uh, an email here from Beth. I think this is really a good question. I need to read it. Do you think that all the bad stuff in the makeup and perfume is a reason why women have more autoimmune diseases since they layer this bad stuff on their largest organ? It's a really good point, and I think it really could be, but there's a lot of other reasons for women to have more autoimmune diseases, and it has to do with um, many layers of stuff, but um, uh, even bearing children might have something to do with it because you have an interface there with the outside that men don't do, but it's right. When, when you uh, uh, cover the body with toxins and, and um, you know, so many women use body sprays and, and creams that are full of these perfume toxins, I don't doubt that it contributes to breast cancer also because these are hormone disruptors, but I don't have a definitive answer on it. I would avoid them nonetheless. Who's on the phone? Okie dokie. I've got um, a handful here. Carol calling on back and we're down to about five more minutes. So let's try and give Carol a shout here. Good morning, Carol. Good morning. Thank you. Hi. Welcome. Uh, my doctor, my doctor um, has just prescribed uh, a pill for my incontinence, and it's called M I R A B E G R O N, and the that's the name of it. And the, what the pill's name is the company M Y R B E T R I Q. Yeah, now, that's an antispasmodic for your bladder. Oh, okay. So that's good? Well, it's an antispasmodic for your bladder. If you're having symptoms of bladder spasms, it will probably end that. But a thing that causes bladder spasms in many women is eating something called oxalates. Oxalates are um, um, acids that are in certain vegetables like spinach and kale. Um, and... Um, if you have a big meal of spinach, kale, or any other oxalates, and you can do a Google search for oxalate-containing foods, oxalates can cause irritation in your bladder because it'll go to your kidneys, get filtered out, and they're like little spiky crystals. So if you have a lot of them in your bladder, it's going to cause some bladder symptoms. Oh, my goodness. Well, I was worried because I know, you know, incontinence and worse is happening all over, and I couldn't believe there was a pill help me out with that and it does seem to be working beautiful um, then you've got an answer yeah and what my doctor prescribed was 25 milligrams of this next time i got a prescription it was 50 milligrams is that worse or better or well actually i would talk to the doctor because somebody made a mistake there all right must be my provider i just now since i got this out to call you i just noticed well actually Pharmacies sometimes also miss dispense. So you really should check into it and see if you're on the right dose. All right. So I know it's an antispasmodic, right? Yep. That's what it does. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for working today. So we can you're all. You're so welcome. The show you. must go on, my dear. The show must go on. <laughs> I know. Thanks. Irene is a doll, too. She is. She is. Thank you. Bye bye. You're welcome. Bye bye. 
No, we're down to about a little over two minutes here. Um, so I think I'll read an email or two. Go for it. Um, here's a good one. Um, figs safety with diverticulosis because of their many small seeds. I have never bought into the seed idea when it comes to diverticulosis, diverticulitis, because I've never seen a surgical pathology where they had a piece of the colon and they sliced apart the diverticulum and said, oh, look, there is a piece of a peanut in that diverticulum. There is the source of the problem. What I believe is foods trigger the problem simply because they are the food. Tomatoes have seeds, but they trigger it from lectins. Strawberries have seeds, they trigger it from histamine. And peanuts have seeds and they trigger it because peanuts have lectins and they also have mold toxins on them. And so there's there's an issue. I don't believe in the seed uh, issue. And another one from Cheryl, what do you think about diffusers of essential oil scents? Well, I don't think it's a good idea if you have immune allergy, asthma problems, but I think that they smell wonderful and they're so relatively safe. But if you have a terpene issue, you you really shouldn't be doing them. But in general, they're much better than using one of those Glade plugins or renews it poison ins or whatever these things are that completely fill your house with noxious, toxic, cancer causing, immune disrupting, absolutely uh, immune stimulating, asthma causing, allergy initiating, horrible poison fragrances. Please take it out of your dryer. So when I go for my walk, I don't have to smell that stuff. Thanks again. All right. <laughs> In any event, I want to thank you, Bill. Thanks for coming back. You sound great. Uh, Irene, thanks for running the boards and the phones um, and being so nice to all our lovely listeners. Thank you, Healthy Steps listeners. I look forward to talking with you again next week. And next week, we're just going to do another AMA show. I think I'm going to talk a bit about those PFAS, Forever Chemicals, and how we can get them out of our water. Because there's a bunch of different ways we can do it. And they're always going to be in our water because the financial drug and administration allows it have a great week folks well and thank you dr harvey it's great that we had a wonderful show today and i look forward to next week i always look forward to ama monday and i want to thank irene for handling the phones and until next monday y'all are the greatest stay healthy you have been listening to the healthy steps radio show with dr fred harvey here on wmnf tampa Coming on up is five minutes of NPR news and then get ready for the Sustainable Living Show hosted by the Cracker Jack team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. So until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved. Mm-hmm.